Uh, hey, you bone like tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. Uh, the podcast sits here to put you to sleep. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, by the way, I'm a little breathy on the mic right now. I don't know if you'll hear it as it comes out, but I'm going to do the rest. Yeah, what that means is... Uh, I'm going to create a safe place and actually monitoring my audio and paying attention as closely as I can to my pace and stuff. That's part of creating a safe place, but the safe place is where you can set aside whatever it is that's keeping you up, uh, whether it's uh, stuff you're thinking about, stuff you're physically feeling, uh, what they call feelings or emotions uh, that, that you could be experiencing or, or you say, can you feel feelings? And that's a trick question if you're, if you're asking me. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers because I'm wondering if there's like a rubber mallet test for feelings. Maybe we could come back to that. But uh, whatever it is, you know, whether it's feelings, thoughts, uh, physical sensations or con- condensation, holy crow. Hopefully you're not experiencing any condensation unless you're, you know, that'd be great if there'd be a new listener-based sodas. You say, well, how did Scooter uh, break out? Well, they figured out that uh, if uh, in soda warehouses, if they played his podcast, the soda, the uh, high fructose corn syrup would would uh, vibrate in a certain way where it just added to touch, it balanced out the sweetness even more. And that's how Scooter for a day or two, but then they realized that they said, that you, we didn't know you could spoil soda, but you did. Why'd you have to tell that story about the soda that got feelings? Why would you do that? We, we just, we said, we'll play your podcast at the soda warehouse as it creates a, a oral, oral condensation. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff I do around here. Me, senseless meanders, that's part of the safe place to take your mind off of what's keeping you awake. Whether, like I said, condensation could be any, you know, changes in your schedule, routine, back to school. Whatever it is, uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark nights. Along, you know, with, with uh, the, the, the loving kindness and the hope I can escort you across the threshold from wake to sleep or distract you while you float across there. And, you know, one of the methods I do it is, is I guess that you could call it indulge. I, I indulge the parts of my brain that, that, that uh, they always say. And I don't know, maybe this is why the podcast works is just because I just be myself a lot of the time. And you say, yeah, and I'm not kidding. You don't even need to roll your eyes because you say, can you imagine this? That's why I usually I just keep my mouth shut. And I guess what a wonderful place to be able to be myself because I can put you to sleep and I get to be myself and wonder stuff like, huh, the feeling, can you feel feelings? Because I guess I have trouble for This is where my thoughts were going earlier. And I guess if this isn't, if you're new here, this is a little sample of a distraction-based tangent uh, or D. D DB, DBT, that doesn't sound, TBD, tangent-based distraction, I guess I'll be BT. Anyway, what I was thinking is, why don't, you know, when they, at least I see this in cartoons, I don't know if I've ever seen it in real life. Maybe when the one girl, there was one girl in my class in grammar school and her mother was a doctor and she came in, I think she brought one of those rubber mallets yeah, I think she did. Uh, Dr. K, I won't say her full name because obviously, you know, getting associated with the spy cast is, uh, they'd say, well, it's not a malpractice suit. It's like, uh, we would say it's a male, you know, but you see, what are the rubber mallet? What is that? Co- like where they check your reflexes? I guess that's what they check with that. You know, we got to get one of those type of tests for emotions. And it's a, because I think even my reflexes, I'd say, they'd say, nope, you're lacking in reflexes. And they say, are you doing that on purpose? I'd say, possibly. I don't know. But I wonder if there's a, I mean, I'm sure there is an actual test to say, well, it's test your, but I'd prefer if it wasn't, you know, Rorschach based or, 
you know, question based. Tell me what you tell me about your relationship with uh, this. And I say, well, don't you can't you just tap something with a rubber mallet? And uh, I think that would be better for the current, you know, in at least the United States. Uh, they say, okay, yeah, we'll just, well, then we'll just prescribe you something. We'll tap you twice with this mallet. And we'll say, okay, uh, but wouldn't that be nice if, uh, You'd say, listen, Doc, I, I don't know if I'm feeling feelings. Uh, I don't know if I ever have before. Uh, can, you, can you run a test on me? Oh, yeah, let me get out the feel, the old feeling mallet. It, it's like a rubber mallet, but it's, uh, it's a sponge. And I say, really, a sponge? And this could be the trick. Here you go. Say, all, anybody that don't, don't do this unless you want to lose your business. But if you're close to retirement and you want to go out to bang, I guess the patient's reaction to the test, I think this is in a lot of different, uh, you know, TV shows and movies anyway. But you, so you say, well, no, it's made out of sponge. Are you with me? The, the test is how I react to the, the apparatus, not the actual apparatus itself. And you say, so instead of using a rubber mallet to test my physical, uh, what did they, what do we call it? I forgot, reactions. Is that what it was called? Uh, you're going to tap me with a sponge-based mallet to see what my emotional reactions are? What is it called? I forget. Is it reaction? I can't believe it. that this is, a, my brain is like Swiss cheese, like a sponge. And the doctor said, yeah, how do you feel about being tapped with a sponge-based mallet? And they said, whoa, whoa, doc, is it a sponge mallet or sponge-based mallet? Because that sounds like some sort of, like, that sounds like the ingredients on, uh, Stuff in the middle aisle, so the grocery store now sponge based. Is it a sponge? Is it, is it an actual sponge? Because uh, it and they say, okay, let me just write this down. What are you writing down? You haven't tapped me with your sponge mallet yet. He said, you're doing great. We're just going to tap you. Where where would you tap me for the? Because I've always wondered if my where do my emotions live. Uh, I think there was Achilles heel, they say. Have you ever tapped anyone in the Achilles heel with a sponge-based mallet? And do they have an emotional response? I guess that would be the, they'd say, how, how are you feeling now that I'm tapping? Well, it's a little ticklish, I'll be honest with you, doctor. And it's also ridiculous. I feel a bit like, a, like a, I feel like this is a, something strange. You're tapping me with a, they said, why don't you tap me right here, right in the middle of my chest? Uh, and the doctor, you say, okay, is that where you think your feelings, the source you're feeling? No, no, I just want to hear what kind of sound it makes. I'm going to, I'm going to make the, I want to see, I'm going to try to do the, uh, like this is, doctor, listen real close. This is what it sounds like when I tap with my finger. Uh, so I want to hear with a sponge. Uh, can you get, do you have your rubber mallet? Could, could we tap my chest with my rubber mallet too? And okay, my appointment's over. Well, you never tap me with the sponge based mallet. So that's, that's a little sample of the podcast. Unintentional to be honest with you. Uh, but once I get a sponge based mallet in my head, is that what it is? It's a mallet. What's the difference between a mallet and a hammer? I'm not doing material either. Like, uh, are, are mallets just hammers that aren't made from metal and wood? No, because you have wooden mallet. You have a wooden mallet. You have a rubber mallet. You have a pla You have the mallet you used to put a. Is that a hammer for tent for your tent? I've seen those. Is that a mallet or a hammer? Because uh, you know how much I love words on this podcast. Mallet is a lovely word. Uh, hammer. A little hard, a little for a sleep podcast. Hammer, you hear that? Mallet. Just in case anybody's listening, it's curious about the process of podcast. There, what are the secrets of your podcast? You got to know the difference. Let me tell you. you say, have a seat, doctor. Let me tell you. There's a big difference between the word hammer and the word mallet. And the doctor say, actually, I'm a, I'm a whatever the word scientist on the side, and there actually isn't very much. A, they say, we're talking about the art of words, doctor. And the doctor said, can you repeat that? Because I don't even think you said the art of words. You just, it sounded like you had one word that meant it. And I say, exactly, I'm efficient as well as artistic with my words. And I'm telling you that in the sleep, in the context of this podcast, mallets.
especially rubbery. What about a pillowy mallet? A pillowy mallet. Hammering your heart with my words, doctor. So anyway, sometimes the pancakes could get a little ridiculous because it's meant to take your mind off stuff, lighten the mood, like a, uh, a lighten the mallet, like a sponge-based or a feather-based or a hypoallergenic-based mallet would. You'd say, wow, that really lightened up the mallet, taking apart, taking away the part that actually functions as a mallet. We'll say it's, you've got a nice handle there, doctor. And may I say your handle on that handle uh, makes me want to play a little handle. If you don't mind me getting a goof, you know, double, triple in the goof. So anyway, that's the podcast. Uh, and if you, if you don't like this, uh, no big deal. You don't need, you don't need to listen close. You can fall asleep whenever you want, but you're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for another 50 minutes or so telling a bedtime story, giving it my all and give it a few tries if you're new here. But, but if you don't like me, if I get on your nerves, if you find me grating, uh, you know, there's no, what was that called? Like, uh, no expectation. You you don't have to like me. It doesn't work for everybody. I think that there's a nicer way of putting it, like where non-antagonistic or whatever is cool. I mean, I totally get it. I just talked about mallet. I mean, I probably said mallet 85 times, and I can't get enough of it. And if you could actually have a video of my brain right now, I mean, I guess I am like 30 or 40% Homer Simpson because I literally have mallets on the brain. Uh, mallets on the brain? Podcast, you know, <laughs> you could figure out the rest of the rhyme. So anyway, uh, I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast to take your mind off stuff a little bit silly. Maybe put a cool, something like almost resembling a smile on your face. For lovers of mallets, uh, you're obviously in the right place. Or, you know, mallet designers or psychological, you know, pseudo-psychological pseudo test designers. You say, there you go. You know, you got a new business. The mallet test. Who inv- Is that named after the sponge mallet? No, it's an ultimate irony. Edward Mallet and uh, his wife Renee Mallet, they came up with the test together. Uh, you know, they were, you know, geniuses in the field. And you say, why don't you call it the mallets test? Well, we did for a while, but uh, it's just easier to say the mallet test because also there's a mallet involved. So that's it, uh, mallets and all. I hope, uh, I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time. I'm, I'm actually here to waste your time, it's, it's, it's strangely enough, uh, but in the most productive way possible because you don't even need to tune me. You tune me out whenever you need to. And, you know, by wasting your time, ideally you drift off uh, or kick back and listen. If you can't fall asleep, like I said, I'll be here the whole time. So uh, thanks for stopping by. I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, good to see you. Um, let me just tell you up front, I don't have any uh, food plans Uh won't be doing any cooking, but I'm glad you came over because I uh, have been uh, I've been stressed here. I guy bought a I bought a um, bed frame uh, for for like uh, and I got to put it together. And I'm usually I'm pretty good at putting stuff together. But I thought it, it says you need three people, and it took all all my will to to ask you to come over and give me some help with this. You know, because it's not, it's not my bed, it's my da- for my daughter, so I don't want to... Well, it's actually a mixed-use bed, I'll be, 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 be honest with you for guessing things, but I was going to do it by myself, and I did it, do it by myself, and then I had one of those ones where my dyslexia kicked in, and I had a couple pieces. You know, I mean, I, you know me, I mean, I'm, I'm like one of the great uh, furniture putter-togethers in the world, and, I, you know, especially you know, affordable entry-level furniture. I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm not a craftsman. I'm an assembler, just like the podcast. You see, is it, is Sleep With Me podcast, is that a thing of craft? And more like an assembly of mismatch, you know, mismatched assembly, I think, assemblage. And it's like I can assemble anything. So I got this bed. So thanks so much for coming by. I have some drinks here. I have, uh, believe it or not, I have two. Like, uh, this is how crazy I am. 
So I don't, like I said, I don't, you know, I can't keep anything in the house uh, that isn't sparkling. Uh, well, that's not true. I have milk in there, and I have actually two kinds of uh, non-dairy milk, one of which was rejected. I drank it. It's uh, coconut. I don't know, some sort of, it's like soy milk or rice milk, but it says it's coconut. I, I don't, I'm not sure what it really is, but it's vanilla-flavored. Uh, then I have a chocolate alternative beverage. But uh, then let me tell you about these uh, wa- waters. I've been, you know, so I have the water machine, so I can I can sparkle on on location here, which I do. And it, I'm, I'm, you know, I spark. You know, thank you. You're sparkling. Your smile is as sparkling as your is uh, a star. You know, but let me tell you. Let's talk about water instead of sparkle in your eye. So I, at some point I said, like I used to think that, uh, what are these called? These are called mineral waters. I thought these were for snobs, uh, to be honest. And maybe, so, uh, you know, maybe you needed to, uh, you might have to lose me as a friend because uh, I started buying mineral water, sparkling mineral water. Now I'll tell you what, for the price, when you compare it around it to soda, uh, and the thing is, you know, I have to, I drink a lot of stuff because I can't drink. So I have to drink a lot of stuff that doesn't, you know, cause otherwise if I'm not always drinking something, I'm thinking about drinking almost, you know, not really not, but, but so I have these two, so TJ's, you know, where we go, always go, uh, they have these two different ones. One is, I think that's a German word. I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. That's a clear bottle. Then the green bottle, that's the stand, you know, the, the, the standard everybody buys. It's the one I always thought was snobby. But it turns out they're both, they taste different, and, and that's why I have both. So is this too much information about a drink you're going to have? Uh, also, I have lemon and lime. I have um, fr- fresh, or not fresh, and then I have frozen ones. But yeah, so the German one... I think, I, I guess if you had to ask me if I prefer one, the German one has a little bit stronger mineral flavor. No sulfur action on either one, uh, but, it, but it has a little more flavor. Uh, and you say, what is it? And I say, min- it's got a, you know, a hint of mineral. Now, I don't know anything about the minerals that are in there. I've looked at the label and I, I said, I Googled it once or twice, and then I think I got on some list. Uh, but supposedly it's perfectly good for you, these two waters. So I have those two. Then I have homemade sparkling water, which I can make. That's double filtered, if I remember to filter it, which is only... So there's like a 20% chance it's been filtered once, and there's a 20% chance it's been filtered twice, 40, and 60% chance that it's just tap water. Oh, why do I filter it twice? Well, that whole Flint thing, I bought one that hooks onto the the uh, water thing here and that one supposedly gets let out and then you have the pitcher based one that everybody has that doesn't get let out it gets other stuff out i don't know uh one out of five times i say well i have a cold pitcher of water in the fridge and then the other you know what is that leaves this i say just use the tap water do i talk to myself of course while i'm doing that unless i'm listening to a podcast yeah, my kitchen is still mostly 99% invisible and criminal only for podcasts. I'm trying to think if I've listened to anything else. No, those are the only two I listen to in the kitchen. just makes it easier. If I'm not listening to those, I'm watching football, soccer. I'm watching soccer on the iPad. Yeah, it's a, what a life I live, right? Oh, boy. But so, okay, I'm, I'm not even through the beverages yet. And no canned beverages right now. Uh, just cause I guess, I don't know why there was a couple of decent ones, but it's, it's, sometimes my car gets so full, I guess these mineral bottles, they're so darn heavy. And then I also changed to you like actually the great soda vacation. i tell you what I, my, how I adjusted But so then I have regular, so I have homemade sparkling water, which we could put lemon or lime in. I don't know if I have any ice cubes. I washed my ice cube thing maybe three months ago, and it's still on the drying rack. Again, that's some sort of emotional issue that I can't get it from the drying rack filled with water and into the freezer, and I don't know what it is. Emotional block, I guess. 
so that's that. But I also have, uh, like, not mineral water. I guess it's sp- spring water uh, or something, American Americanized water with a flavoring. So I have some mixed berry and some lime. Okay, you're laughing. Okay, then we have a iced tea situation, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little late in the day for iced tea. It's like after two, because, so I have, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a, I, I, now at lunch, ever since, so you know, you know, the great soda vacation where I drank all that soda, and I probably became chemically dependent on soda and caffeinated soda. So I said, well, boy, I got to cut the soda when I get back from vacation. And I do like tea and iced tea. So I said, okay. And I have that big, like, 40-ounce uh, insulated thing. So I have, uh, TJ's has, uh, they have this brand of iced tea that comes in a glass. That's just regular black tea, black iced tea. But then they also have this green and white tea with a little mint that comes in a jug. See that jug? That's that jug. It's They're both, so I do a tri-tea. Yeah, so I fill it half with black tea. Then I put uh, uh, some honey honey in there. And then I put the white and the green tea and then frozen lemon or lime. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, this is, this is the, uh, the, the, you know, is this snobby? Or no, no, it's... Uh, it's the opposite. It's far for the course for me. Exactly. So those are, so really you can't drink the tea because that's just for lunch at work. And uh, like that way I can keep getting caffeine till about 1, one thirty. There's a little sugar in there. So it doesn't keep me from thinking about drinking soda. Um, but for the most part, plus I, I've been having issues, you know, I always have issues with dollar bills. You know, like the end of paper money can't come soon enough for me. Uh, so that's, those are, I probably have some other, oh, you're not thirsty. Okay. Did you just have me go through the beverage menu for your own entertainment? Okay, that's great. You know what another, let me just, let me just pitch you on a mocktail. Uh, it's the weakest mocktail you'll ever have. But another thing I obsessively consume only in a contextual situation is this, uh, uh, well, there's coconut water and then there's aloe coconut water. Oh, you can't wait to hear my theories on this. I don't really have any theories on them. You know, at some point I decided, and again, this is not scientifically based research, that the aloe coconut water at TJ's, at Trader Joe's, uh, is the beverage that makes my mouth the least noisy when I'm recording a podcast. Uh, so that is the context that I drink that water in, and I like to have it at room temperature, but the problem is it spoils. Uh, you're laughing. Yeah, you could sit down and laugh at me. It's no problem. This is serious business. This is my life's calling, this podcast. So uh, this water consumption. So the, so the aloe coconut water... Like, I have a little cup that has a top, so, uh, like, if it's a day, like, usually I always record in back-to-back nights anyway. So, for night one, I fill the cup, that, and then I put the rest in the fridge, because you can't leave it out. It, it goes bad within hours. It's amazing. And then I drink that. And now, more recently, I said it, they were out of the aloe, so then I bought the regular coconut water. And then I liked it. I said, this tastes pretty good. And then I did did recorded a show, and I didn't hear any mouth noises. So I said, well, maybe that's psychosomatic, you know. That, so now I just buy, like, I alternate. Okay, go ahead and laugh. That's fine. I guess I alternate. Yeah, no, fastidiously. So I'll go through one jug or one tetra pack of coconut water. And that'll get me through two recording sessions, and then I'll go through one tetra pack of. Uh, it's not a tetra pack though, because it's a right. Tetra pack to me is square, or like a, whatever you call an elongated square container, rectangle. No, well, I guess it is a rectangle. You're right. I wish I'd paid attention to three three dimensional geometry. I, I they lost me at two dimensions. But the, 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 you know, the, 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 anyway, so I do alternate. Then the next day, and, and then day three, 
It'll be back to aloe and coconut water, but just today I forgot to buy either one at the store, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I have enough to make it through three or four more recordings, but we'll see. after that I don't know, because since I don't have a car, yeah, it, 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 you know, these it's, it's, it's tough times, trying times, correct. But so... What was, oh, so the mocktail is going to pitch you on, but I do, so I only drink the coconut water and the aloe coconut water when I'm recording a podcast. And normally it's, I, I hear it's electrol, I don't, I'm not, I'm not drinking it for the electrolytes. I'm drinking it for the mouth noises and because it tastes, uh, it doesn't have bubbles, so I don't burp because I burp a lot, you know, and I can't do that during the podcast. Uh, when I say burp, it's cute. Well, I belch, I don't burp, you know. They make these bellowing noises like a, you know, like a macho man would, like, you know, okay, now I'm I'm on a roll. We're not going to Trader Joe's, so maybe I'm more relaxed because I don't have to worry about facing anyone I have a crush on. Uh, But so, uh, yeah, so, but so what I did discover is if you, uh, there's a, uh, pineapple juice, if you have a half cup of pineapple juice and a half cup of uh, coconut water, it tastes pretty good, and that's that's mocktail. Like I said, it's pretty weak. T- t- taste isn't weak, though. Taste is, uh, it tastes like, uh, uh, like I said, geez, I imagine I'm on a tropical beach when I'm just sitting in my kitchen. You have trouble believing that. Well, I just, I do. And I say, well, I, don't, I can't handle having a drink on a tropical beach. But I can drink pineapple juice and coconut water in my kitchen. And do you understand? Okay, good. So anyway, now that we've been through the beverages, let's talk about this bed we've got to assemble. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk theory. Do you want to talk theory first? Uh, so it's a it's a wall bed. I think at some point they were called Murphy beds. I never looked up why, but I've always thought. Uh, that I should own one because, like, I don't think I'm ever moving out of this apartment. My rent just went. Did your rent go up? My rent just went up. Uh, yeah, it went up. It, it didn't go up uh, like a crushing. It went up enough to hurt, but not about enough to make me work. Like, because uh, I'm pretty sure I can't go up again. Like, they haven't passed rent control, but it's on the ballot. And if it passes, then it'll just be a once a year thing. And, uh, so, yeah, I can make it. But, yeah, it's uh, you know how it is here. So this apartment is probably where I'll be for at least a few more years, I mean, or for forever. And since it's only one bedroom and, uh, like, uh, I have the living room split in half, and that's my room, the backside of the living room, and this is her room, I said, for my daughter, I'd like to have a wall bed because even the bedroom's not that huge, so it'd be cool to have more space to play. And since she's only here for half the time, you know, the bed would be up. And then if one day we did move, uh, you know, then you say, oh, cool, you got a wall bed, which uh, I guess, I I don't know, I guess I... I didn't totally think it out. I just said, well, that'd be good. I've been thinking about it for at least a, year, a couple of years and pricing them and seeing Costco and looking over at the Ikea hack websites and thinking, gee, should I just do an Ikea hack or check in Craigslist a lot? And so I said, well, if this is going to be her room in like it's a, it'll be like a upgrade for her bed. If there's guests, they could stay in this bed because uh, it has a little more room. And there's just more fo- floor space. I mean, because what, what, what do I want to do more than anything is play dolls on the floor with her. And so this, you, you, what could go, you know, how could that be a bad thing to have more space to play with dolls? Yeah, I know. Um, so... I decided at some point, and then I undecided. You know, for the past six months, I said, okay, I'm going to get one of those wall beds. And I said, no, I'm not going to get a wall bed. And they said, no. And, they, and, and, you know, I did come up with a new theory about these things, which is like when I have double the money to buy it, then I buy it. If I can't decide, I say, okay, if it's, let's just say there's 400 bucks, if it, then when I've saved 800 bucks, I'll buy the $400 thing. 
because they said, I don't know, that doesn't mean, no, that's not based on any, well, I'm terrible with money, so I just figured that, like, this is more guilt-based. I feel less, you know, less ashamed and guilt, uh, guilt-ridden from spending money because uh, I had saved twice as much money. It just makes my internal critic shame me less, I think. So, yeah, once I saved the money, then it kind of became like it like the money was there. And I said, well, okay, let me let me look into it. And then I compare, you know, but you never know if any, but, but I found like a couple manufacturers. I trust, I guess the thing that comes down to is that Costco, I, if my understanding is they vet everybody. And since I don't have a car, I'm not a member there. So I didn't buy it from them, but I priced it around and I said, okay, there's their price. And I, and I found a deal. And I thought I bought it from this up and coming company, you know, that uh, like, uh, and that didn't go well either. Like the buying, pr- you know, the, they're taking my money process worked. I guess I got a vent here. But it, like in this day and age, I can't understand how you could have a shipping problem. I, I don't know. And especially if a customer is paying more than a hundred dollars, I just don't understand how there could be a shipping issue with this thing because it was furniture. It couldn't go through one of the delivery companies, so I had to go through another company, and they had to set a time to deliver it. And like, I know this is going to sound like a you know FW. What is the first FWAP or whatever? But they they said, okay, we'll be here between this time and this time. So I had to work extra so I could get off. And and, then, like, uh, anyway, like, of course, and and then I had to be somewhere. Like, it was between 2 and 6. And I had to be somewhere at 7, a podcasting thing for the other podcasters in the Bay Area. Like Harold and Carol and Blake and Aaron uh, Dom and Jen, a bunch of but, but all the love of Steve, all these lovely people. Uh, tons of you'll you'll hear more about them. Yeah, they may letting them get to know me. But you know, and I prefer like a yeah. So anyway, so they they said they they would come. They didn't come. They didn't call, which that made me crazy. And then I called. I, I was I had they were supposed to be here between two and six. And at five, I called, and then it was like, uh, oh, yeah, you're it was automatic. You put in your you know, number, and it says, okay, your furniture can be there between two and six today. Uh, they didn't call, and they didn't, uh, you know, show up. And so then I sent the company I bought it from an email. I said, well, geez, and I paid an extra $50 in positive of this. The company still claims I didn't. Yeah, for them to bring it in the front door because they didn't know what what, what it was coming as. But then, so then the next day, between two and six, uh, the poor delivery driver calls me. I mean, he literally, he's calling up a you know madman. He says, hey, I'm at your house. And I said, well, you are supposed to be there yesterday. I know it's not your fault. And actually he said, oh, yeah, right here. It says on the invoice, yesterday between two and six. And he goes, yeah, they gave it to me today. And then he said something like, like he said, well, so me and the delivery driver had to work it out between the two of us, you know, but between the two of us, you know, meanwhile, these mega corporations. But so that's still unresolved because I think, you know, with the big A company, Amazon, you know, you could say a lot about them, but they know how to get stuff delivered. And if you call them and you have trouble. They know how to say, oh, of course, sir, you're totally, you know, where other companies, they still treat me like I'm a pariah. And this person, they said something about, I didn't, I don't think they were being honest with me. So it's still unresolved that. So, yeah, sorry, I had to get that out. Sorry about that. You can see how I'd be frustrated. You should work at the call center for the thing, but you, you can't just say that. That makes it feel trite. You guys say, sir, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, I don't know what you could do with me. You'd say, oh, totally. You could, we totally messed it up, buddy. Um, and then, you know, I don't know. I, the one time I did call Amazon with problem, they said, okay, let's fix this. Let's fix that. So it, it can be done. I, I can be pleased. It's possible. It's not easy. Uh, but anyway, we got to get to work on this bed. But actually, first we got to go. Uh, to this hardware store. Um, 
So let's, uh, by the magic of podcasting, let's get over it. Yep, so we're going into this hardware store. It's probably called Pagano's. It's the local hardware store. Now they have two stores. I think it was a, a family business. I don't know if it still is a family business. And, yeah, they had left their location that they were at for years, which was like an old-school hardware store with the low ceilings and the packed, uh, packed uh, aisleways. And, uh, but they, now they have a, this one that we're going to. What are we going to get? Well, uh, long screw, like screws to anchor into studs. Yeah, you can't make any stud jokes anymore. It's just not funny. Like, uh, actually, I'm not buying a stud finder either. Uh, one, because, yeah. And, and it just because I feel like they've, I think they've been disproven. And we'll we'll make do without a stud finder. What are we gonna do? Well, it's a rental. You know, it's a rental apartment. I'm never leaving, probably. So we'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. But we're gonna get anchor screws to anchor into the studs, and some shims. Why shims? Because uh, we, we're gonna shim some. I think we might need to do some shimming. And I just love it, you know, shim, like, what if I was, a, like, a Dick Van Dyke, shim, shiminy, shim, shiminy. No, yeah, that's not funny. It's just way funnier than stud finder jokes, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so those are the only things we need. Should I ask anyone for help about what? Well, I, no, I should, should I? No, 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 not a, not a human being. I could ask you, why would I ask a human being when I could just ask Google? And I don't have to worry about a dis. They say, uh, "Really, you're going to do that?" Uh, did I ever tell you about the time we were, we were going to go? Uh, it was my friend Pat, my friend Chris, and my friend Marnie. And we were trying to. We didn't have a lot of money, the four of us, but we wanted to. We, we'd always dreamed of skiing in Vermont. Uh, that was like the thing. And so we found, I think, now nah, nah, I didn't have anything to do with this part, but either Chris or Marnie, they found this super cheap uh, way we could go if we drove up there. And so we did, but, but we didn't have, like, I didn't have a car. So we had to use Chris's car, which was one of those Jeeps, those Wrangler-type Jeeps. And where are you going to put four sets of skis, right, uh, and so I remember we were trying to figure out a way to do it and whatever solution we were trying to figure out the cheap, you know, cause we didn't have any money. So we said, uh, we figured out the solution with duct tape and stuff. And we, we ran it by the guy, like some sort of mechanic or something. And he said, the wiser man would not do that. And so I think if I ask for help here, that's what they'll say to me. That's usually, or their look will say that. The wiser man would not do that. And I'd say, it's 2016, buddy. It's a wiser person, okay? And they'd say, anyone with any wisdom wouldn't do that. i say, well, thank you for rephrasing it. Uh, so that's it. Oh, oh, any crushes at the screw? No, I only go to the store like once. Uh, so there's the bolt anchor bolts there, or wood, you know, screw those. Uh, yeah, those ones. Yeah, those those ones look tough, and that's when we need tough. And then uh, the shims. Uh, I could ask where shims are if we can't find them. But let's walk around the entire store twice before I ask an employee for help. Uh, do I have a crush on any worker here? No, not that I know of. Uh, no, I mean, I don't come here often. Enough, but believe me, with the amount of time I get out of my place, I was hoping, you know, they say, oh, you're here for shim shit. And then I could use the shim, like I could say, hey, hang back. And I'd say, uh, well, shimini shim shim sheree. Uh, you check it. I said, are you a plastic shimmer or a wooden shimmer? Uh, as you, your eyes glimmer, uh, you know, my thoughts grow dimmer. There's no, you're here to buy shims as well. Are you going to be shimming? Yeah, I just love, I'm sorry. It's like Worcestershire sauce. I love saying uh, shim. Yeah. Well, it's a pleased to meet you. Uh, your plastic shim. Well, sorry, I was going to ask you how, but see how charming I can be if 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 I'm you know if I'm uh, removed from any situation, I need to be charming. 
you want to hear that line again? I'll, I'll use it. I use it uh, here with you, but I can't use it in public. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't date people that use plastic shims. So it's, I, I was going to ask you uh, if, uh, you know, well, we could uh, have our shims meet each other. Well, I don't know. These wooden shims, you know, they've been, you know, they've been scrapped. They've been through a lot where plastic shims, I don't know. You know, these were once a mighty tree. Then they get processed into some sort of, you know, lumber product. And now they're shims where your plastic shims. Oh, I'm sorry. You you, you love plastic shims. Well, I'll say, well, well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I could, uh. I could leave my shims at home, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's my, that's all I've got, though. But I would never use that, uh, except uh, you, you'd never, I would never need to use that. Oh, well, say, well, okay. I guess you, you romance died with the uh, plastic shim, I'll tell you that much. I know that for a fact. So, okay, so we're all set here. Not going to ask for any help. No, let's just get out of here and let's go. Okay, we're back at my place by the, uh, Magic of podcasting. So, but anyway, let's see inside. This is one of my, my best here. The actual assembly, most of, I mean, mostly the assembly process. But one, one more wrinkle in the plan. We won't be able to finish. I don't think we'll be able to finish it because like uh, the one time that I did, uh, is I was just bragging on this company I did buy because uh, they thought I had a drill, uh, a cordless drill, and then I bought one. Uh, because I couldn't, I said, oh, I guess I don't. I last one I remember, I loaned to somebody and they melted at their house on into the rug uh, while they were charging it. So that was the end of that one. Uh, so I got a new one and then it, from the company that always delivers everything on time. And then I looked and it was supposed to be here, but it, never, it didn't get shipped, I guess, because they must have been out of stock or something. Uh, so we won't be able to do it, but so we're going to start here. So we need it. Here's what we, here's our tools. So we have uh, we have a screwdriver with the bits and and with the hex bits. And I've talked to you about this before off air about the IKEA furniture assembly, and and, and it's just it's just good to have your own hex bits if you're going to be doing this, and if you have a you know a nice screwdriver like this one where you can change the bits out. And this screwdriver's not even that great. No offense, screwdriver, but, you, you know, you, you're missing that uh, some part of you. Oh, I'm missing it. Yeah, well, don't you see okay, the one person with the screwdriver that talks back to him. But, yeah, if you have a cordless drill, it can save you. But, but if you're, you can also do damage with it, you need to be careful. You got it. But we don't have one, so that's not a problem. Uh, but that's all we need right now, I think, is the hammer, the screwdriver. We might need some stubby screwdrivers, but I, I don't see that need right now. So we're going to start with uh, 41, bar 41, which looks like it's the top. It's a big uh, rectangle. And then we need three of these EQ980s. Those are L braces or something. I don't know what they're technically called, but they look like L braces or something. Okay, you get those. Yeah, I don't know which one of these is 41 because it says some of them have it stamped, some of them have stickers. So it's going to take me a minute. Can you get 12 KI 932Hs? Yeah, that's a three-quarter, 18-millimeter something. No, it looks like it's just a, it's an insert. So I think what we're going to do is hammer that in to the holes and then that has threading that the, the, the screw will go into and the screws we need are we need 12 of those and we need 12 ki 9321 so those are five eight inches 15 millimeters what does that mean i don't know it just means look look at the picture see you'll find them I, I, i'm gonna look and then we need 87 so i found 41 that's this big it's bigger than i thought so i'm gonna lie it on the floor here Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie it on the floor because, look, we got to hammer these. Those are the KI-932. So we're going to hammer those into the bottom, see? Okay, so two, four, six. Eight. I'm going to do the, you know, magical hammering here. Hammer, hammer, hammering. And then I'm going to flip this back over. So six are into there. 
And then the, the L brackets going to go over the holes that are on the opposite side. Yeah, we got some sawdust. That's fine. And then we're going to screw the KI. And why don't you do the KI? Wait, I got to find 87. Oh, you know what? I just noticed the 87 is shorter than the length of 41. So that'll help me. And yeah, you just uh, screw those six in. Now, don't tighten them because you want to make sure. Okay, great job. This is 87. Uh, do you want to do some hammering? Not yet. Okay. Well, I don't. I can't. I can't promise you there'll be any hammering left. But yeah, I'm gonna hammer the rest of these six in. And then you want to screw these ki 9321s in. Great. Oh look, unfinished surface. Good. So we're doing it the right way. Uh, surface non fine, superficie sin acabado. Oh, whoops, I didn't. Place boxes un, uh, under parts to assembly, dam, avoid damage. I didn't do that, but that's fine. Okay, you keep tightening. I hear you, but don't over tighten. Don't over tighten because you don't want to strip anything. You know, that could be something, uh, if I would have gotten a day with that imaginary shim woman, the shim lover, maybe I could, maybe that could be another book I write, uh, the shim lover. And you say, what do you do? Well, I go to hardware stores and I use a shim, I'm a shim pickup artist. So far, I used it once and in, 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 in I was banned from that store, but it was, that was just a test. Uh, but I, I said, well, what would you do if you got a date? We'd play strip assembly. We'd, uh, you know, assemble furniture and stri strip uh, each time a screw is stripped. Oh, boy. Is it getting hot in here or is it the furniture assembly? Okay, I'm just kidding. So now we need 30 and 31. And these look to be the structural sides because you can see these brackets. That's going to be what holds the bottom of the bed in. So those are equal size, Those are, and those are against this wall here. So let's just start with uh, this one, which is 30. Excellent. And then we're going to need the bracket for it, which is either KI-985C or ki 985 Yeah, those brackets, yeah. And then in that same box are little short stubby ones. That's KI-985M. Those are the bolts. We don't have any millimeter inches. They're, they're squat fat bolts. It comes with a hex wrench. We don't need that. Then there's the adjustable feet for the entire unit. Those are PA 844s. And then we need some RO994s. Those four, those are washers. That's simple. And then I think this is a return to uh, to, to, to where we started, KI-9321s and KI-932Hs. Right, so we're in business. You are really fast at getting these uh, parts ready. I'll be honest, this is probably one of the more complicated parts here. Um, so let's see. So we'll do the uh, KI-932Hs. Let's hammer those in, and then we'll flip it over. Yeah, now watch your fingers and toes. And then let's put the feet in the bottom there. And those, let's just tap that with the hammer. Very nice. And now this is where I can mess stuff up. Now we see where the thing is headed. It's facing this, like, uh, this thing looks like an upside-down P, this bracket. And, yeah, these, are, these bolts are just going to screw right into the wood, believe it or not. And then the uh, ones with the washers, yeah, we'll secure that one first with the washer. Good old KI-9321. Yeah, woof. And you know what? While you do that, I'll just get started on 31 right next to you. And what I'll do is I'll finger tighten, and you can you see this is like a... Uh, this is the high romance of the shim lover. I'll finger tighten, and then you screw them in for me, all right? Okay, well, you finish that up. Okay, you finish 31, and then we're pretty, we're, we're looking good. We, I'm going to go get 40. I'm going to get two seventies, which are all spanning the width. Or did we do, oh, and that goes with 41. Oh, boy. I don't remember... Oh, I see. That attaches right to the bottom of 41. And then we need an 83. 
So I'm gathering two forties. I got oh no one forty. Okay, then a seventy, and then another seventy, and the holes go down. They say. Uh huh. Okay. And then with this, we need fourteen dowels, which they've painted teal for some reason. That's interesting. Those are go. Go seven ninety sixes, but they're just they're the only dowels that I see. And this long virile uh, screw here is the VC. That's funny. It's VC two o four. It's a two inch fifty millimeter. Sixteen of those. And yeah, for this will be we, we want to watch your fingers and your toes here. So we're gonna put put thirty one up against the wall here on the left. That's big and heavy. And we're going to lean it, and then we're going to lean 30 against the uh, mattress on this side, on the right side. Now we're going to take 40, and that's a big rectangle, and that is the, uh, it looks like the bottom piece. And yeah, we're going to have, very good, and then put the, you just tap those dowels into 31. Perfect. And then I'm going to insert the dowels into 40. Yes, I am. When would we strip? Well, he'll simply like uh, uh, whenever we needed a shim. I don't know when you, when you do you actually would because you wouldn't want to strip while you're actually putting together furniture. That's a terrible idea, unless you're going to stop. But we couldn't. We can't stop now because we're so. Let's not talk about it because uh, now I'm going to finger tighten these VCs in these VC two hundred fours, and then I'm going to need you, we're going to switch, I'm going to hold it like this, yeah, to one hand on 31, one hand on 40, and you come around here and just barely tighten these VCs, just like half, halfway in, right, excellent, excellent, and I'm going to go over to the 30 side, I'll meet you over there, and you come over, tap those dials in, and then we're going to put our VC two hundred fours into 40. No, we want as much play as possible. We just don't want it to fall on our feet. Okay, now this next stage, I'm going to need you to get some muscles. I need you to sit on the floor and put your knees up. We're going to balance this 70 on your knees and your hands. I think this is where part of the bed run. Yeah. So then uh, this has like an L-shaped piece of wood. So the dowels, that's 83. And if you hold it with your knees, I'm going to do, 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 oh, I can hold it while you do it. Okay. Yeah, you put the do VCs on each side and the dowels. And I'll just hold it up here for you. Okay, excellent. And just start, screw, screw, just start screwing those in there. Great. Very good. But leave it, yeah, don't, don't you know, don't get it. We, we need a lot of play. Why? Because this next part up here, Trust me, because we may we may be doing this wrong. We might have to. Oh, okay. And now we're going to do the same thing up here. Remember old forty one. Oh, so this is actually the back of the unit that I'm standing above. And then seventy. We're going to put seventy in, and then forty one to the top. So I'll hold seventy here, right? And you put forty one there. Uh, well, you tighten everything. There's one problem is that. Uh, um, I can't find my level, so we might have to not finish this because uh, I know I have a level somewhere in the spot, but I remember cleaning and saying, well, should I get rid of the level or not? And then I had that debate for a while, and then I think I decided, well, let's put it in this obscure place I never look uh, in case I ever need it. I'll t totally remember where it is, which I didn't. I don't. I think it's in the apartment somewhere. I can't find it. Okay, you're all, is everything tight? Because I'm going to lift this, I'm going to, like, it's, it's not too heavy for me. Believe me, I'm a beast of burden. No, don't worry about my back. Uh, my back has been, uh, so yeah, see? Because you just walk these up. It, it, it's heavy, but it, it, we're going to use, um, yeah. See, and now it's standing. A lot bigger than it looked. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be hearing that uh, in another situation for sure, but... uh so then we're going to put it against the wall here. That's where it's going to go. I actually have it marked out, kind of. But we need to level the feet, but I don't have a level. So we'll we'll, we'll skip that stage. Uh, because also we'd have to, we have to uh, put put the, uh, um, what do you call it, into the wall anyway. So it's like, uh, yeah, so like uh, I have to anchor it too. 
Well, we're going to almost finish. Yeah, don't worry, you. No guts, no glory here. We're 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 having a great time. We're going to put the bed part together next. Yeah. So see these giant things. That one of these is KI985A, and one is KI985B. We're going to lay them upside down. Yeah, this is the bed where the mattress goes on, the bed platform or whatever you want to call it. And then we have KI985F. There's two of those. Those are like the locking bars. And these giant uh, phallic things are KI985N and KI985O. And they say, you, yeah, this is a quick one. <laughs> Uh, holy subtext. So we're going to take that bar, push the bed together, yeah. So, yeah, it looks like two twins, or whatever they call these, or two half twins, whatever. But it's coming together. And, yeah, this bar at the head and the foot hold the, hold the two frames together. Yeah, I do wonder about that, if that middle bar is going to be, we'll find out, I guess. Or uh, I don't think so, though, because look at how... Uh, because look at how raised up it is in the middle, yeah. So, uh, let's see. So, uh, so yeah, then we're just getting, and then we down the middle, we put in those three KI-85s. Yep, that's it. That bed frame. Now we can flip it over. Now this is heavy. So we got to be careful. And then I'll lie it down. Yeah, and the mattress goes right on here. Yeah, now would be the time to get out my shims if I could. But now, now what we need to do is put these uh, these spring tension bars in with a warning sign even. I don't know what this means. Well, screw the two ends of the cylinders. I don't know what that means, but it seems to be in this picture. So, yeah, we're going to put those on K85Js on the left and the right. And then this warning sticker, put the feet down. That's all that says. And then these next steps we cannot do, believe it or not. So that's it. We're done. Uh, like putting it together. Yeah, because like uh, if I had had a, had a level and a drill, we could have put those against, like I would have had to anchor that, level it, and then anchor it. Yeah, that was what the shims were for, for when we were anchoring it to the wall. Yeah, so to make sure it's flush against the wall. But yeah, we could, we'll put the mattress down there. Probably, you're laughing because, yeah, probably this will be the state of the bed for, you know, six months maybe. It'll be a mattress on the floor, but it'll be on a frame on the floor. And then this, uh, what could be one day a wall bed. Yeah, like six months, maybe six months it'll take me to get the emotional, uh, what do you call that, momentum to, to finish this. But we're, we've started it, so thank you. I wish we, you know, had had it like, uh, I wish there was like a shim, like a bar where you could, we could go out and use this sh sh shim material. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this bed looks good. At one point, so that, well, let me just show you, like, uh, it'll lift in there. And then there, on the bottom of the bed, I assume will be something like a faux something. So then it'll just look like a strange, you know, uh, well, like a giant armoire. And then you could say, well, and then you say, well, is that an armoire to a world with a lion and, and, and all those uh, wonderful creatures of adventures? No, it's my, uh, that's where I put my shim, so, but to keep it flush with the wall. So thanks. And yeah, I think I'm going to take, let's, you want to take a nap? Yeah, like uh, a plutonic nap time. Yeah, let's lie down here. Yeah, this is this is this is that is a, this is a great mattress, Casper mattress. Believe it or not, it's pretty nice. And uh, you close your eyes, and we'll drift in. As you feel that, it's perfect spring here. As you drift off, and I drift off to to dreamland. Good night. I want to run through some nice uh, supporters of the show. Uh, we had a, like an imaginary bubble blowing contest uh, that uh, I guess it was just me imagining, but it, it, that these listeners, uh, Lynette, David, uh, Paul, the book guy, uh, Janet L., not Janet Jackson, though. 
Spooky Mulder, Jillian, thank you. Uh, Lori S., our friend uh, Vanessa over at Nocturne Podcast, Rachel N., Sleepless, uh, I got to get a hold of those people, Nug and Illusionoid uh, Podcast, uh, good, good friend Post Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, uh, Teresa Cherry, thank you, and good night, Becky H., thank you, and good night, Nick Q., Hot Pod Newsletter, good old buddy Nick Q., uh, thanks and good night, Lida and her daughter rocking uh, last year's Sleep With Me gear, thanks and good night, uh, Andrew M., an old friend, got in touch with me via the podcast, thanks and good night. Uh, David C. from No Sleep Podcast, one of great, great, great voices and great people in podcasting. Uh, Suzanne G., thanks and good night. Rhythm, uh, thanks and good night. They interviewed me, that was nice. Uh, Jack M., thanks and good night. Renee, thanks and good night. Uh, Shane, thank you and good night. Mary Beth, thank you and good night. Robin H., thanks and good night. And whoever at the family reunion. Sneaky Dog Friend, a.k.a. Girl Ghost, thank you so much and good night. Positive Energy Galore. Uh, Sherman M., thanks and must, must Sherman M. got a mustache comb. Mustache comb rhymes with uh, eyes made out of coal a little bit. And I think he had a mustache, a comb mustache, and maybe one of those. That's a good mustache for anyway. Uh, Carrie from Echo Textual, thank you also for the kind, kind email. And like snail mail, thanks, Carrie. Uh, Harold and Lori, who Harold had Lori on. Jane L., thanks and good night. Andrea W., checking my hair, the fur. Lisa Marie and her, her nine-year-old, thanks and good night. Rachel B., thanks and good night. So Hart, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Jermaine, thanks and good night. Rob Roberta W., thanks and good night. Jelly Sock, thanks and good night. Uh, Ted, thanks and good night. Maggie G. and George and Georgia. Right, question: Are you a Georgia? I, I, and I say, I don't think that was a question, but I said, I am, you know, I am a Georgia. Uh, in these heels and the editor's team at uh, iTunes UK, who chose us for editor's choice, that was very, very nice. Uh, I, can't, I forgot to say, but sometimes I'm a Karen or two, sometimes. Uh, John D., thanks and good night. Steer me south. So thanks and good night. Thank you for that question. Dance Rambo. Thank you for the support. Thanks and good night. Uh, Patty K. Thanks and good night. David C. Thanks and good night. Uh, Julie S. Uh, thanks and good night. Veronica B. Maybe she checked out the podcast. I don't know. That'd be cool. Thanks and good night. Because Monica B. Works with Tom M. Who's been a huge uh, positive. Uh, what do you call that? Role model for me. Uh, Zyma, thanks and good night. Uh, hope the podcast helped. Kim H., Joe P., thank you and good night. Katie D. to the, Katie L. to the D., excuse me. Keep dancing, Katie. That's all I got to say. And keep the world dancing. Uh, comic Stars, thanks, you and, thanks and good night. Thank you. Prime Reaper. Thanks and good night. Cat uh, K, hopefully the podcast helped you out. Thanks and good night. Nick D to the P, not sure if you checked the podcast out. Uh, thanks and good night. Fire Ninely, Fire Ninely. Uh, thanks and good night. Oren uh, Niche, Oren Niche. Showcase Massive, thanks and good night. Uh, Cinnamon D, thanks and good night. Uh, Pop-Up Archive, thanks and good night. Kelly H, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, very nice, not very raven. Uh, a little bit goth, uh, thanks and good night. Woodley, Sarah Jean, thank you and good night. Uh, 
I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, Jimmy P, don't know if you checked out the Pirate Podcast, but thanks, Nug, for recommending it to him. And good old uh, Matt B to the K. B to the K, but it sounds like an N. Who's someone who produced podcasts they listened to a long time? Not only Jimmy's podcast, but uh, Polar's podcast. Uh, Dave D to the G, thanks uh, for pointing some stuff out to me. Maxwell, thanks for being tall. Emily S., thank you so much and good night. Uh, James P., thanks and good night. Uh, Eric C. over at iHeartRadio, thanks and good night. If, if, uh, Drew Bagels, thanks for uh, pointing that out. Helen Z., thanks. Uh, always forget the S in your Z, in your, but, uh, you know, apologize. Uh, electric Goldfish. Uh, SMH, thanks so much. Uh, Sam W, thank you. Fantabulizer. Skippy Takers. 10F10, thanks and good night. Our friend Sophia, uh, the wonderful, talented actress, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Emily Canada M, Emily S. Edith to the F, thanks and good night. Eli, our old friend Eli over at Touch Arcade, thanks and good night. Uh, Christine B to the T, Mouse Words, thanks and good night. Lisa S to the P, oh, good old Lisa S to the P. Rebecca W, Dystopian, uh, YCJY Games, thank you and good night. Katie W. And KDFC Radio, thanks and good night. And let's get down with the. Oh, good night. Thanks, thanks everybody. Like, that was a blowing bubble contest. I forgot to describe the bubbles, so next time.